Hi, hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome. Welcome to another episode. Uh, well, it's not really, actually. It's, it's more of a, a mini episode because it's just me today. Hello. Um, yeah, I'm on my own. I had five minutes to spare. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do um, a solo episode. What's going on with my voice? I can't bit. <coughs> Bloody hell. Okay, I, I nearly nearly died there. Alright, um, yeah, so I thought I'd uh, just jump on for five minutes and have a little talk because I was made aware, uh, ironically, that it is Mental Health Awareness Week this week in the UK. I, I had a look online. Um, apparently it's May in the UK and then October in the US, which is a bit of a bit of a difference. But yeah, I thought you know I I didn't know about it until today, so I'm I'm late to that um, bit of news. So I thought you know what I'll, I'll just jump on, have a little chat with you about um, mental health and stuff, because I'm sure there are a few listeners out there that could say they suffer with mental health, or uh, have dealt with it in the past, or are well currently going through it. It's definitely not uncommon. So I I think, you know, mental health is about being happy in your own mind. And considering we're a comedy podcast, I know this is a bit of a different topic for us, but uh, but yeah, considering we are a comedy podcast, uh, we're all about trying to make people happy, uh, whether that's through like a, a laugh or whether it's just a smile, you know, anything's a win in our books obviously making people cry is 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 not not a not a win but yeah i i I think therefore our focus is obviously making people happy so therefore mental health is very important to us and yeah i i i'd like to talk about that with with you guys so i i just i think it's it's such a strange thing that mental health is such a taboo subject even in this day and age i know it's it's so much so much more um accessible these days and you know people talk about it a hell of a lot more than they did i i acknowledge that but it's still such a oh oh don't want to don't want to talk about that oh how dare someone have feelings and emotions you know it's it's <clears throat> it's, a, it's a tough one and i get why people are like that i i do because it's it's obviously not something that the vast majority of the planet have been brought up with. You know, they, they haven't been brought up with uh, this mentality of like, oh, yeah, it's okay to be talking about your emotions and, and uh, feel vulnerable and stuff like this. But I feel like with the younger generation, which is obviously our audience and our demographic that we talk to, um, it's it's more of an acceptable thing to talk about our mental health and talk about how we're feeling and stuff. And I, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's, uh, excuse me, I'm going to have to cough again. <coughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I might be doing that a few times because my voice is not still 100% better yet. Uh, so apologies. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I think that's something to be proud of for our generation. Um, I'm not quite sure what you call our generation. I've got to be honest. Um, would would we be classed as millennials? I'm 24. I was born in 97. So, 
I think so. I I don't know the difference between that and Gen Gen Z or Gen X or no, I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter, does it? So I I think yeah, it's it's something to be proud of. So <laughs> there you go. Thank you for listening to the OCP. Jesus Christ. Um, so I just think yeah, it's a bit strange that it's not spoken about more than it is because everybody has a brain, right? Now, Blair, Blair, bear with me here. Everyone has a brain. And I would argue that the brain is the most important thing in our body because without a brain, we are nothing. So it would not come as a surprise that this thing that you're constantly using day in, day out, even whilst you're sleeping, your brain is still active, it comes as no surprise to me that occasionally it has a bit of a hiccup and it needs sorting out because every other thing in your body, say your heart, that has problems. People have heart attacks, cardiac arrests, that's the same thing, I think. But, you know, um, there's problems with your heart. There's, you can break a limb, you know, you've got problems with your limbs, you can... I don't know, stub your toe, it's, it's not the same thing, is it? But, you know, it's if anything else in your body can have an issue, why can't your brain have an issue? It's It just doesn't... It just doesn't compute to me, like, why people are so ignorant towards that. Before... Um, before I get into, like, the science-y stuff, if you can call it that, um, there's, there's a few... Sort of a little, uh, what do you call it? Non, <laughs> what am I saying? So before I get into like the, um, the sort of science-y stuff, if you can call it that, uh, I just want to sort of talk about a few techniques or methods or whatever you want to call it for reducing the onset of mental health issues or anxiety or um stuff like that and they're they're quite simple methods and i think it's because it's simple that it's effective because people tend to overthink things when it comes to mental health a lot um i know i certainly did when i was going through my shit so i i'll just talk about a few things here so one thing that a lot of people say is that you should exercise and i agree with this, or I agree with everything, to be honest. Um, not singling this one out. So exercise is fantastic because it increases your endorphins, it increases your dopamine and all that, reward systems. Um, it keeps you fit. It, it increases the blood flow and all of that to your body. It's, it's, it's sort of a win-win, really. Obviously, the only downside is you get knackered. Um, that's, that's tired to anyone that doesn't live in the UK or Australia. Uh, yeah, exercise is fantastic. And you can just go for a run. You can go for a walk. It doesn't have to be anything strenuous. You know, you just get your body moving so that you're not being idle and just sat about like a lemon. Um, speaking of lemons, that's a nice segue, isn't it? Diet. Uh, that was unintentional. So diet is another great way to sort of improve things because a lot of people these days me included eat like shit and 
yeah, we we tend to snack out on fast food, junk food, and and takeaways, and that's the same thing. And uh, yeah, just fatty, oily products. I'm a I'm a big fan of a fried egg sandwich. Uh, if you if you wanted to know, and they are well, they're okay in in terms of like protein and stuff from an egg, but you can have too much of that as well. But um, yeah, the oil isn't great so it's quite a fatty thing to eat um and i'm i'm bad bad for those i'll I'll just keep eating them day after day if i could and crisps good god or chips to the uh americans yeah crisps are my downfall i i just love a packet of crisps and yeah i shouldn't really eat as much as i do but i do and yeah so diet is such a I wouldn't say it's easy to change because it takes a lot of work when you're in a habit of eating shit. But once you get into a pattern of having changed your diet to start with and you stick to it, it's such a a simple thing to change your sort of mindset on things because, you know, if you you eat shitty stuff, you're going to feel like shit. Me and Josh had a conversation the other day um, about how when we eat KFC and McDonald's like that, there's like a two to three hour stint afterwards where we just don't feel good. And it's like, was it worth it? No, is the answer. Um, so yeah, just just do yourself a favor and try and eat healthier. You know, I, I know it's not easy for some people because healthy stuff, which doesn't make any sense, healthy stuff is more expensive than shit stuff. So what the fuck? You know, it's it's dumb, but save your pennies and buy a carrot. There you go. That is my word to the wise. Uh, <laughs> so in the, the next one I got here is sleeping pattern. Um, and I should say I've just written this list off the top of my head. So if there's any I've missed, then do leave a comment um, in my instagram post and i will be sure to acknowledge it i don't know where i was going with that so yeah um sleeping pattern this is another thing that i struggle with personally because i like well when i get home from work i want to stay up late because i don't feel like i've got that much time since arriving at home to when i have to wake up to go to work again and i'm sure i'm not alone in that mindset um but I would say my sleeping pattern is particularly fucked. So just try and try and get up at the same time, even on the weekends, because that will get your body into a, a mindset of, right, this is when you get up. And once you're up, that gives you opportunity to do a bit of exercise, walk to the shop, buy yourself a carrot, as I said earlier. There you go. That's three birds with one stone. How's about that then? So, yeah. <laughs> um, the next one I got is hobbies. So, hobbies for me, um, obviously, is this. And I love it. And I have this to thank for my sort of turnaround in my mindset. Um, before I had this, uh, I was fucking useless to be honest uh i didn't want to get out of bed 
I had no energy. I had no drive to sort of do anything, you know. Um, I'll go into this later when I talk about my sort of experience if I get time. Um, but yeah, I think everybody needs a hobby. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're not hurting anybody or hurting yourself, I suppose. Um, unless you're jackass, in which case, you know, there's money in that. Fair play. But yeah, find yourself something that you enjoy. It'll take your mind off of other things, like unwanted thoughts. Um, yeah. So I have the podcast, obviously. I have YouTube and I love going out and doing a bit of camera work for people and just just generally creating things. I, I play my guitar in my spare time. I um I go online with uh my friend every Friday, Dave, if you're listening. And uh yeah, it's it's I wouldn't really class it as a hobby, but yeah, it's just, you know, have something to do that takes your mind off of thinking about things you don't want to think about. And eventually I think that'll sort of transition your thoughts. I can't promise anything, but yeah. Now the next one I have here is taking a break from social media. <laughs> now this one I have to say is harder than it looks. It's, yeah, it's easier said than done. Um, obviously I have tried this as well and for long periods of time it's quite difficult considering the hobbies backtracking to the previous uh, point my hobby is obviously very internet and technology based so it's quite hard for me to take a break from social media because I need to be on there to sort of do my hobby uh, but for other people that don't necessarily be be need don't necessarily need to be on uh, social media it might do you some good to just sort of take five minutes out of the day because that's what I've been trying to do lately but yeah just take five five to ten minutes out of your day to sort of just put your phone down and, and do something else that's nothing to do with technology because I really do think that social media as good as it is for many many reasons I think it's very detrimental to our mental health ah, detrimental yeah that was a good word play I didn't even mean that uh, yeah so just take a little break have a Kit Kat ah <laughs> oh dear such an old man uh, the next thing I've got here is socialising so Friends are, I I can't stress. Oh, my phone's vibrating. What's that? I see. Okay, not important. Um, yeah, friends are invaluable, and I yeah I cannot stress enough how important having a friend just just one, you know, just one person that you can hang around with, that you can do stuff with, that you can talk to, how important they are. Um, I've obviously got Josh, who's with me all the time uh, for stuff. And I've obviously got loads of other... <laughs> that sounds like a brag. <laughs> I've got very many friends that I know that I can go to with my problems or 
issues or anything like that. And even if I don't have any issues, I can just go to them and we'll have a good time, you know, and that's, that's what you need. You need somebody in your life, um, that you can rely on to be there for you, whether that's a friend or it, it could even be a family member. It really doesn't matter. Just somebody there. Some people class their family members as their friend. Uh, it's it's weird because we've, me and Josh have reached this sort of thing now where originally we thought we were friends and now it's sort of gone 180 and now we class each other as brothers. So it's sort of, it's a bit weird. But I think lots of people do it. Uh, yeah. drink oh hit me mike professional so yeah just just find some people to hang about with you can meet him at work go out for drinks after work you know uh you can there's plenty of places you can meet people that you can meet people online now for christ i say now bloody hell <laughs> back in my day before chat rooms were invented yeah i think you know you can meet people online. You can meet. You can go on chat rooms. You can go on. Uh, I think Reddit's got a at least one page that's dedicated to finding friends. I'd be lying if I didn't say I went on there. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, just just you know, have a look about. You never know who you're gonna find wherever you go. So you know, just take a chance. Have a chat with somebody. You never know. You might strike up a conversation and. And uh, you never know where it's going to lead. So, yeah, just find somebody to hang about with and socialize. And that will take your mind off of things. And I think a big thing, uh, at least it was for me, was making sure I had plans. Because if I didn't have plans, I would start to spiral and think, oh, God, you know, there's what? what's the point? I'm not doing anything. You know, this is shit. And... It just got worse and worse. So having something set in stone with friends is, you know, so important. So, yeah, I I think having even just one, like I said, just one friend that you can rely on to be there when you need them to be is so, so important. But if you don't have anybody to talk to... um whether that be friends or family, you know, first of all, I'm sorry that that's your situation, that's shit. But there are other options. You have online counselling and stuff that you you can talk to people on there. Um, <clears throat> I have a few here that I, I, I literally just typed in online therapy and these were the first ones that came up. So you have BetterHelp which um, I've heard a lot recently via sponsors and stuff for videos and uh, other podcasts, um, which I'm sure if you search about, I think I Could Murder a Podcast had one that was there potentially. They had a, a code. I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that. But, yeah, just, just have a look on online. You can find BetterHelp. They're pretty affordable for therapy out there these days. Um, you've got my online therapy, um, and 
you have, if you live in the UK, which I think most of our listener base is from the UK, uh, you can obviously get counselling through the NHS, which should be free because it's the NHS. Um, I don't know how much of a ball ache that is to get the counselling and whatever, but it's an option for you. Um, I should realise I'm saying um a lot. You can tell I, I don't uh, I don't do these solo episodes very often. <laughs> Usually Josh would jump in and call me a prick right now, so I'll I'll do it for me. Alex, shut up, you ginger prick! Stop stop drinking on the podcast. Oh, why is he northern? <laughs> oh fucking hell! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of spiralling, that's what this is doing. Uh, so yeah, just, you know, have a look. It doesn't kill to have a look and just see what there is out there. Um, but if you don't feel courageous enough or um, ready, I should say, courageous is probably the, the wrong word. You know, it does take courage, but I'm not implying that anybody that doesn't speak is a coward. Because you should never feel like that. If you just don't feel ready to talk to people, then that's that's fine. You know, it's uh, it's up to you. It's you that's going through this, so just make sure you're ready. But if you don't have anyone else to talk to, feel free to send me a DM. I'm happy to talk. You can send it to the OCP. I'm sure Josh would be fine to talk as well if if that's the case. Um, yeah. So don't ever feel like you're completely alone because there are always options out there. So on a uh, more interesting sort of science-y note, uh, I have a few misconceptions and myths here on my phone uh, surrounding mental health. I think there's about 11, which is too many. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm looking on the medicalnewstoday.com. Um, so I'm I'm hoping this is a credible source. Uh, so the first one it says here is mental health problems are uncommon. Now, I, I've, had a, I've had a read through this briefly before before I started. And it it was staggering, to be honest, how sort of mental some of these points are. Because you, you think, well, how, why, why is this a myth? Why do why do people believe this? But, you know, mental health problems are are uncommon, for one. You're hearing about them more and more these days, so how does anyone think that they're uncommon? That's it's just mental. I've got to say, stop saying mental. It's crazy. There we go. Um, so yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll read the misconception, then I'll, I'll I'll read a little bit underneath as well. So it says, even before COVID nineteen, the statement above was false. Today, the statement is further than the truth than it has ever been. In two thousand and one, the World Health Organization estimated that one in four people in the world will be affected by mental or neural this is why I don't read actually thinking about it <laughs> dear oh dear 
uh, neurological disorders at some point in their lives. So currently, 450 million people are experiencing such such conditions. And you think, 450 million, that, that's got to be 450 million people that have come forward and expressed their concerns, not the entire amount that actually do have issues. Because, you know, a lot of people aren't comfortable with talking about it still. Um, so, yeah, they, they say that their mental health disorders and, and illnesses and stuff like that are among the leading causes, causes, causes of ill health and disability worldwide. Uh, one of the most common mental health disorders is depression, affecting more than 264 million people globally. And that was back in 2017. Fucking hell. So it's definitely probably, definitely probably, it's probably increased since then. Uh, oh, here we go. I just read a bit more. Uh, a more recent study, which concentrates on the United States, concluded that the number of adults experiencing depression, fucking hell, has tripled during the pandemic. Tripled. That's nuts. So, yeah, you're not alone uh, if you're feeling a bit depressed. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So another one here is panic attacks can be fatal. Now, I've had a panic attack and uh, it's not fun. Got to be honest. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Uh, but I was told pretty early on that they weren't fatal because I, I was so sort of worried <laughs> that they were. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not. Uh, so panic attacks are incredibly unpleasant, amen, uh, involving a racing heartbeat and an overriding sense of fear. However, they cannot directly be fatal. It is worth noting, though, that someone who is having a panic attack might be more liable to have an accident. Uh, it, if someone is experiencing a panic attack or can feel one coming on, finding a safe space can help mitigate the risk. So, yeah, uh, just... Make sure you're not doing anything. <laughs> Make sure you're not doing anything. Great. Fucking hell. <clears throat> Three. People with mental health, con mental health conditions. Three. People with mental health conditions cannot work. Who, who came up with that? Yeah. What? So, an old but persistent myth is that people with mental health conditions cannot hold down a job or be useful members of the workforce. This is entirely false, obviously. It is true that someone living with a particularly severe mental health condition might be unable to carry out regular work. Mm -hmm. However, the majority of people with mental health issues can be as productive as individuals without mental health disorders. A U.S. study published in 2014 investigated employment status according to mental health, uh, mental illness severity. The authors found that, as expected, employment rates decreased with increasing mental illness severity. So, yeah, it's just obviously the worse your condition, the more it will affect you. That's basically what that says, as far as I am concerned. So, number four, 
Mental health problems are a sign of weakness. Uh, hmm. So this this is no more true than saying that a broken leg is a sign of weakness. Uh, mental health disorders are illnesses, not sign of not signs of poor character. Similarly, people with, uh, for instance, depression cannot snap out of it. Do you know why? I have seen a lot of stuff lately where people have been going and making sort of sketches and stuff because uh, it was, I think there was something else to do with the mental health week, maybe in New Zealand or something, potentially. Um, I know that um, a YouTube channel I watch, Viva La Dirt League, did a series of sketches about mental health. Um, And they did one that I found quite funny because they did it where they were advertising this product or something uh, where somebody was depressed and somebody came over and just went just don't be sad and they were instantly cured and (laughs) you know it just it it shines light on the stupidity of how it's it's viewed in today's society or, or how it was viewed should we say you know it's it's becoming better obviously um but yeah there is there is no sort of one size fits all cure for depression such as this the the phrase snap out of it or just don't be sad you know it's, it doesn't work like that um uh so yeah similarly people with for instance depression cannot snap out of it any more than someone with diabetes or psoriasis can immediately cover recover from their condition if anything the opposite is true fighting a mental health condition takes a great deal of strength Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, number five, only people without friends need therapists. So, what? There is a large difference between structured talking therapists and speaking with friends. Uh, both can be, both can help people with mental illness in different ways. But a trained therapist can address issues constructively and in ways that even the best of friends cannot match. Now, I know I said earlier that friends are invaluable. Yes, they are. I stand by that. Um, But obviously, they're not trained professionals. So, you know, if you go to a therapist, they're probably more likely, I say probably, definitely more likely to address the root cause and help you in ways that you need to be helped um, rather than a friend helping you in the way that they think you should be helped. Um, But yeah. Also, not everyone can open up entirely in front of their nearest and dearest. Therapy is confidential, objective, and entirely focused on the individual, which is not generally possible in more informal chats with untrained friends. Plus, someone, uh, some people do not have close friends. (laughs) That's just what I was saying earlier, wasn't it? Uh... There are many possible causes for this, uh, and it is no reason to look down on someone. There you go. Bloody hell. I do know stuff. (laughs) Um, Number six. Mental health problems are permanent. I bloody hope not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because that'd be shit. Uh, A mental health diagnosis is not necessarily a life sentence. Each individual's experience with mental illness is different. Some people might experience episodes between which they return to their version of normal, 
Uh, others may find treatments, medications or talking therapies that restore balance to their lives. Some people may not feel as though they have fully recovered from a mental illness and some may experience progressively worse symptoms. However, the take-home message is that many people will recover to a greater or lesser degree. So you should think of it as any progress is progress. And, you know, you should try and find the silver lining in everything. Because what's the point in thinking negatively if you're trying to not think negatively? You know, you're only not you're not exactly helping yourself, are you then? So, you know, do yourself a favour and... <laughs> And don't be sad. <laughs> Fucking hell. That was uh that was bordering on that, wasn't it? Jesus. I caught myself though, so that's the main thing. Um mm. it is also important to consider that recovery means uh different things to different people. Some people uh, view recovery as a return to exactly how they felt before the symptoms began. But for others, recovery might be relief from symptoms and a return to a satisfying life, however different it may be. Number seven, addiction is a lack of willpower. Now, yeah, I can relate to this feeling, um, certainly, as previously mentioned on, I think it was a Christmas episode, we sort of jokingly joked uh, about my sort of addiction to pornography and yeah it, it does make you it sort of makes you feel like you just have shit sort of willpower and you're not in control of things and yeah it's 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 wank no pun intended <laughs> um so yeah just you know, just realise that it's, it's it's an addiction for a reason. Because if it wasn't, then you would be able to help it, wouldn't you? The statement above is not true. Experts consider drug use disorders to be chronic diseases. Hmm, that's news to me. Okay, interesting. Um... People with addiction seem not to be short on willpower. Rather, recovery is de uh, dependent on developing strategies to preserve willpower by controlling the environment. Um, number eight. People with schizophrenia have a split personality. Now, I, I'll, I'll be honest here. Um, I always thought that schizophrenia was sort of literally a split personality disorder so I am probably wrong there by the sounds of that so fair enough I've learnt something today um, but apparently this is a myth um, schizophrenia means splitting of the mind which might explain the misconception well there we go however when Eugene Bleuler Bleuler apologies if I've mispronounced that coined the term in 1908, uh, he was trying to capture the fragmentation and disintegration of the mind and behaviour as the essence of the disorder. According to the World Health Organization, schizophrenia is characterised by distortions in thinking, perceptions, emotions, language, sense of self 
and behavior. These distortions can include hallucinations and delusions. Schizophrenia is not the same as dissociative... Um, yeah, I said that right. Dissociative uh, identity disorder, which used to be called multiple personality disorder. Oh, there we go. Okay, so, yeah, I was, I was wrong. Uh, fair enough. Number nine. Eating disorders only affect females. What? <laughs> what? Who, who thought that? I might be just being really ignorant here. And I'm sorry if I am, but I have never heard that before. Who thought that? <laughs> dear, oh dear. Yeah, everybody eats, not just women. <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I had a, I literally had a twirl earlier, which is a, a chocolate bar in the UK. Um, I'm not a woman. So I just, fucking hell. There is a stereotype that eating disorders are the domain of young white. Why just white? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Bloody hell, other races can't eat either. Fucking Nora. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you guys. <sighs> right. <clears throat> There is a stereotype that eating disorders are the domain of young, white, wealthy, wealthy females. What? What has, what has money got to do with it? However, they can affect anyone. There we go. For instance, a study that investigated the demographics of eating disorders over a 10-year period found that they are shifting. The most significant increases in prevalence occurring among, among, among males, individuals, from lower-income homes and people around, uh, aged 45 years or older. According to other research, males currently account to 10-25% to of all cases of anorexia and bulimia, um, as well as 25% of cases of binge eating disorders. Number 10. Eating disorders are a lifestyle choice. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a, a bit of an odd lifestyle choice. Uh, this is a harmful myth. Eating disorders are serious, and they are a mental health condition. And in extreme cases, they can be fatal. So yeah, I don't think anyone would really want to go down that route as a a choice. Um, and if they do, they may, they do need to seek advice and some help there, I think. Number 11. All people with a mental illness are violent. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say no to that one. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I suppose it, uh, it entirely depends on what people define mental illness as because I can understand from like a, a long time ago if if someone was uh, chucked in like an as as they called it an insane asylum um you know they were they were viewed as as mentally unstable and violent and and stuff like this I can understand that because a lot of them were 
also criminally insane because they'd committed crimes or, you know, they would harm others or harm themselves. And, you know, I think that's, it's been blown out of proportion by the media. And I think a lot of them were very extreme cases, but obviously that's the ones that are going to be covered by media. So, yeah, I think the definition of mental illness has vastly changed since when this stereotype was uh, conceived. So uh, this, of course, is a myth. Um, Thankfully, as the world becomes more aware of mental health conditions, the misconception is slowly dying away. Uh, Even individuals who are experiencing the most serious conditions, such as schizophrenia, are most non-violent. Are mostly non-violent. There we go. Uh, It is true that some people with certain mental illnesses can become violent and unpredictable, but they are in the minority. The authors of a review that investigates the links between mental health and violence help explain this myth. uh, I can't read. Help explain why this myth might have gained traction over the years. Oh, here we go. Uh, So violence attracts attention. In the news, media, there we go. Uh, Violence in the context of mental illness can be especially sensationalised, which only deepens the stigma that already uh, permeates our patients' lives. Uh, The authors of the review conclude that the individuals with mental illness, when appropriately treated, do not pose any increased risk of violence over the general population. The overall impact of mental illness is a factor in the violence that occurs in society as a whole appears to be overemphasized. I think I butchered that. Uh, (laughs) Oh, dear. I think it's funny that, you know, I want to be a podcaster, and one of the main things is being able to talk. And (laughs) I just... I'm okay when I'm not reading stuff. Dear, oh, dear. Um... So yeah, that that uh, that was the the list of the eleven misconceptions there of mental illness myths. Uh, I, I'm still sort of baffled by a few of those, as you can tell. Um, I just I don't see how how people can think that, but yeah, such is the world we live in, and I'm I'm really hopeful that the um, the world continues to improve at the rate that it is, and and more, I hope, Um, because, you know, the fact that we've got a Mental Health Awareness Week, that's great, but I genuinely think that, you know, it's it's a bit sad that it has to be limited to just a week. You know, mental health is such an important thing this day and age with the rise of social media and... um, and just the amount of people we have on this planet now. And it affects, as we read, so many people that it just should be made aware of all the time, like as a constant. So I've um, I've just had a look on the recording. I didn't realise I've been going for quite so long. So cheers if you're still here. That's... Uh, that's nice, nice here to stick around and hear me ramble on about some stuff for a while. Um, but yeah, like like I said earlier, you know, just 
look after yourself and make sure you're ready to talk to people and you talk to the right people and that they listen. They don't even have to say anything back. I think half of the battle is having someone just listen to you. I'm I'm extremely thankful and grateful for both my friends and my family. I can talk to my mum literally about anything. And I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't emphasise how important it is to find somebody to talk to. Um, so, yeah, I was going to go into my thing, uh, my sort of brush with mental problems. Uh, I was never officially diagnosed with anything, so I'm not going to say that I've had anything because um, I feel that would be disrespectful for those that are actually going through shit. Um, but just know that I do sympathize and somewhat empathize with what you are going through. Um, so, yeah, but I, I mean, if you, if you want to ever hear about that, then just let us know, and I'm sure we'll do an episode on this in the future. Um because there'll be another mental health awareness week, I'm sure. Uh, we could do it when America's having theirs. So, yeah, just just let us know. And I'd be more than happy to have a chat. And, uh, yeah, just get it out there. Because I think it just it helps people to know that, A, they're not alone, and that, uh, B, <laughs> they're not alone. <laughs> That's literally... The biggest thing, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go now, I think, because otherwise I feel like I'm just going to ramble on and on and on. And I'm going to start losing meaning to things. So basically, that was just a quick... <laughs> so it was meant to be quick. Uh, just a quick sort of appreciation podcast to all those that are going through some shit and yeah I, I just thought whilst it's mental health awareness week we just we jump on that and help out where we can and I, I really do hope that our podcast and just me and Josh doing videos and being there if you if you need us helps in some way I know a few people have have contacted us and said that throughout the podcast throughout the podcast fucking hell throughout the pandemic um the ocp actually got them th through some shit and that was that was crazy to hear you know that, i'm sorry for one that you had to put up with us <laughs> you know jeez um your life must be bad uh but yeah you know it, it's it's nice to hear that we're doing some good even if it is very, very small. So with that, I'll say goodbye. Have a good rest of the week. Um, look out for the episode coming on Friday with Zesty Lifehacks, Tom and Hardy. It was a very fun episode to film, film, record. Um, I don't really say much in this one. I think Josh pissed me off a little bit, if I remember rightly. But... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, enjoy that. Um, 
And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, catch you in a bit. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>